Welcome to Machine Learning. This is David Nishimoto, and I'll be talking about some of the recap for this week and thoughts I have towards machine learning. Well, um, I did put some uh, interesting, answer some interesting questions on Stack Overflow as it relates to Random Forest Classifier and Logistic Regression Classifier. And uh, one of the advantages of uh, the uh, random forest classifier is that you can use a decision tree and to see what the rules of the random forest uh, are. So, for example, uh, depending on your your parameters for the classifier, like the uh, maximum depth and number of leaf, minimum number of leaves, and the n estimators, you can put those parameters. Uh, into a decision tree and then uh, use a, a graphic library to see what the rules are as it applies to each leaf on the node, or node leaf, decision leaves are on each node and then the resulting outcome. And then as you analyze the tree, you'll see what the, is being predicted uh, for the possible outcomes. And one of the advantages, again, that we've talked about of uh, the random forest is that you don't have to have all the data. You can have missing data, and, it, and the rules still would work. So, for example, in uh, playing tennis was what I was looking at. Uh, you can have the weather conditions, whether it's sunny, uh, cloudy. You can have the uh, temperature, and then based on those weather conditions, you can uh, predict whether or not there will be a tennis uh, match for the day. And uh, then you can see what the, the rules are that apply. So you can look at the features and then look at the rules and see what are, which ones are being applied uh, in the graphics tree to, to see the outcome. And uh, so random forest is probably one of the easier of the two classifiers to figure out uh, outcomes. And the other one is logistic regression. I use that one to look at uh, happiness versus depression and predict whether or not. Uh, so they, there's three three different types of outcomes on the depression. There was uh, normal, there was uh, moderate, and then there was severe. So I just lump moderate and severe together and uh, normal as uh, zero. So zero depression on normal, moderate, and severe as one. So now I got a binomial output. And one of the advantages of the logistic regression is I can analyze the coefficients. And by analyzing the coefficients, I can see which features are contributing to the outcome. Now, this was kind of strange because uh, when I looked at the ROC or the area under the curve, it wasn't it wasn't forming a square box. In other words, what that meant is there was a lot of uh, false positives, not too many true positives, and that uh, even though the and the accuracy was high, but the precision was low, and the recall was low. So, um, what that suggests when you have that configuration is you don't have enough data, and so I was using. Uh, the depression score, but I didn't have enough data to accurately form a 
prediction. And that's what, when you see that under the ROC, that's what that means. Uh, so that you, you have the three elements, accuracy, precision, and recall. And the precision wasn't great because it wasn't getting a large number of true positives. And uh, so in those cases, when you can't get your classifier to work properly, um, you, you go back and look to see in your system if you got a lot of noise. So what I did is I, in my pipeline, I had a standard scaler, and uh, I used that to try to reduce that noise. And then I also uh, sorted my coefficients to see if um, that uh, there was any features that I could remove that might be causing confusion on the network. Well, do you have any uh, thoughts on machine learning? Do you know anything about machine learning? <laughs> well, one of the other thoughts I had is, you know, as you use these, the uh, different people are asking questions, and they're trying to figure out how to improve efficiency. Well, okay, so there's only two ways you can improve efficiency. Increase the population on your data. In other words, get a larger data sample and larger set of uh, features. Or number two, uh, improve the parameters or the learning rates uh, that are being done and then try to figure out where probabilities are going to occur. So in the case where we were talking about A-B testing, we were looking at where power to figure out where probabilities were going to occur the most. So what that, what the same with logistic regression, we want to see where probabilities of accuracy are going to occur. So we want to see if there's some stratification that's occurring in the data or some categories. And the way we can do that is we can use k-means clustering and PCA analysis. What PCA analysis is is principal component analysis. And that allows us to visualize possible groupings of data. So we can specify how many possible groupings we think are in the data, and then we can see if the PCA uh, can visualize, we can visualize the data and see if there is that, uh, those groupings. And sometimes by, um, by stratifying the groupings, we can improve the efficiency because there's correlation or uh, relationships of behavior that are occurring in those specific groups. For example, maybe uh, if you're looking at education, there might be some correlations between uh, associate's degree, bachelor's degree, and master's and PhD, and there might be some certain behaviors in the group that occur uh, in each stratification that are unique. And so then we can we can uh, hone in on those behaviors and then see if they, any of those behaviors might yield any significant results in terms of profit or growth or productivity. That's really what machine learning is all about: is uh, increasing profitability for the company and uh, accelerating growth or efficiency. All right, so that's that's one of the two things I was thinking about with machine learning this week. Um, as far as what I've been thinking about uh, businesses, why most businesses fail is because of the data 
that they're, they're trying to make predictions on is either bad or incomplete. Now, what I would talk about bad data is like uh, uh, the, the inputs were, like say they did a survey and, and the, the user, instead of giving a honest answer, maybe gave a bogus answer like they said. Let's say like, you know, in case like, uh, uh, do you feel like the, uh, do you feel strongly about this person's ability to perform uh, at the professional level and they and they say, oh, no, this person is not a professional. But, you know, maybe that's a sarcastic remark, uh, which really can't, maybe it can't be evaluated. You know, does it, maybe it, um, do you evaluate that, that sarcastic remark as a negative sentiment towards the individual? I would say yes. And then how do you quantify that? Is that like on a scale of one to ten, would that be uh, ten being the worst and one being the highest or, or vice versa? And so those are things that you have to consider when you're trying to quantify. And so that, uh, if you tried to put that into a machine learning uh, and then it was trying to interpret that categorical data, um, would there be consistency in the categorical data or would it then have to treat that as an outlier group? Okay. Well, I I think I hit about everything I could think of this week on uh, machine learning, and uh, hopefully, as you're trying to implement this, uh, look at uh, uh, try to discover in your data what your goal is, and then uh, from the goal, then start asking. What is, uh, one of five things. Am I trying to figure out a classification, an outcome? Am I trying to figure out a trend? Am I trying to figure out a grouping? Am I trying to figure out uh, an action? Or am I trying to improve an existing efficiency? And then once you have one of those domains, then ask yourself, Am I? can I apply that to sales, uh, healthcare, Retail, which would be sales, uh, travel, or uh, production in industry. And if you think well, if it fits in one of those domains, then kind of wander around in that domain and see what other people are doing, and then ask yourself if you have the resources available to try the same thing. And if you do, uh, then try to build a prototype quickly. And then if you get uh, a prototype that can clearly demonstrate the behavior, then try to expose and to do a demonstration of that to senior management and then get buy-off or support on that approach and then continue to implement uh, additional features. And then so what you do is you baseline that approach, that piece of functionality, and that becomes the start point. And then as you begin to explore other uh, aspects of that question or of the goals, then you will get other 
uh, you'll get other types of thoughts on how to analyze it, and you'll continue to expand. Uh, once you have it, keep everything in a generic form. Keep your pipelines generic. Uh, again, if you're looking for hyperparameters, use grid search CV or random search CV and discover what those uh, parameters are or teapot. And, and when you have those parameters, then occasionally set some controls that warn you when, uh, when accuracy, precision, or recall fall below, below a certain standard, and that will then alert you that your, your model is breaking and that you need to uh, do additional analysis. 